going on, buddy? Hey, you wash your hands? <laughs> <laughs> I did. Probably not as much as I should, you know. This Watch out for the coronavirus. got to be like three minutes of hand washing and what hand sanitizers. Uh, Can't find hand sanitizer right now. Everything's out. Can't find water. Nope. Yeah. Have my, you guys my, tried to get water? My wife, not water, but my wife said she went to uh, either Target or Giant or Target and Giant yesterday, and they were out of paper towels, out of bleach. <laughs> it's it really like it, clearly the end of the world is near. <laughs> we're all gonna die, and just like with SARS, and just like with MERS, and just like Ebola, we're we're all gonna die. We yeah. are screwed. Zika. Don't forget about Zika. Yeah. We're all gonna die. And and I, I've got a uh, I've got a flight down to Dallas on Wednesday. And, yeah. Uh, well, if you were in my company, man, they wouldn't even let you fly right now. Well, I'm, dude, we're getting all these emails about like let, try to like take as little travel as possible. Like, yeah, the end of the world is coming if you decide to get on a plane. It's it's crazy, and, and I'll be honest, I wouldn't mind because I don't feel like traveling. <laughs> period. Yeah. But I almost want to travel. Because of the coronavirus, to prove that I'm not going to get coronavirus. <laughs> yeah, and even if you do, it's not the end of the world, right? <laughs> like, that's actually a good point, right? Because like, I mean, you think of when you get sick, right? You know, whether it's the flu, whether it's a, a bad cold, a stomach virus, whatever it is, it doesn't completely cripple you, mm-hmm. right? I mean, yeah, it sucks. And the people that are dying are typically people that have sort of some sort of condition. Like, unhealthy people, yeah, it'll attack you, but, like, that could be anything. Yep. I'd be talking about, like, yeah. Well, they they said in China, I I think I just heard something that the majority of the people that are dying in China, which is the majority of the deaths from the disease, are men. Hmm. And I think that the same report said that men in China is, like, some of the highest percentage of smokers in the world. Interesting. So, if you're a smoker... And you happen to get a really bad cold. Yeah. Your likelihood of dying are probably pretty high. Yeah. Like, <laughs> a bad respiratory system, and you got a virus attacking your respiratory system. It's almost yeah. a no-brainer, right? But I think you know it's also. I mean, again, I'm not downplaying that you know people are dying. That's that's horrible. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I mean, we're talking about what three thousand people out of what, five billion people. Yeah. I mean, how many people die from the flu every year? Yeah. You know, how many people die from malaria every year or, or hunger every year or, like, yeah. I don't know. I just think people yeah. are getting way, way out of control. I mean, the advice that that I've heard that I believe the most is wash your hands with soap and water mm-hmm. and don't touch your face. Really? It's pretty simple. <laughs> uh, sold. Yeah. And, you know, what it is, like we talk about with a lot of stuff, is if you are watching cable news 24-7, you're going to be worried about everything because everything that they're trying to do to push you to watch is about getting you to worry about something. Like, that's how you get ratings. Bad things are happening, you know. So my, my question is, why won't Trump just make it stop? It, it, it's clearly all his fault. <laughs> I mean, it, yeah. obviously it's his fault. And, of course, if you ask him, it's Obama's fault. Yeah. So, I mean, whose fault really is it? I mean, who started the coronavirus? I have no idea. Then I heard uh, there was there was a story that uh, my wife heard somewhere yesterday that there was a there's a doctor from MIT that went to China 
to mm-hmm. Wuhan province. And he purposely <laughs> developed this virus <laughs> to sabotage Trump's reelection. That's that's the that's the latest conspiracy. Really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, and, and it's I mean, honestly, like, come on, people. Like Yeah. It sucks. We'll get through it. Everything will be fine. Yeah. Dude, that's crazy. I got something else I wanted to just run past you real quick. Mm. All right. Imagine. Uh, how, how long have you and Holly been married? Uh, 15 years. Okay. So 15 years ago, you're, you're getting serious, right? You're in the dating relationship. Things are getting serious. And you, um, you go to her, you know, maybe after a nice romantic date and you say, hey, I just want to let you know that um, I've been dating two other women. Okay. Um, I slept with them both the past couple of days, but I love you. And in the next few days, I, I plan on proposing. What do you think her reaction would have been? <laughs> I mean, I think it'd be her dream come true. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Uh... And you actually like love these other two in your mind. And so you just wanted, you just needed to pursue those relationships to really figure things out before you go down the path with Holly. How would that have gone over? Yeah, probably not too good. <laughs> Dude, uh, that's that's the insanity playing out right but, now on The Bachelor. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> this dude, I mean, it, it's gone from bad to worse. I mean, these seasons, they get more insane every every time. But this dude now claiming he's in love with three women. One of the women is kind of, you know, has her sort of moral compass in the sense that she feels like she's going to save herself for marriage. Okay. So she she has this ultimatum as it gets down to three people who are like, hey, just so you know, like, if we go into these fantasy suites. So at the end, <laughs> have you heard about this? <laughs> Dude, I, I haven't seen one single okay, episode okay. of The Bachelor. So ever. at the end, when you get down to, like, let's say, three women, then you go on fantasy suite dates where... It's kind of the known thing where that's where things get physical, hmm. right? So you get invited, then this bachelor is usually sleeping with probably two or three women before he makes his decision. Okay. <laughs> so she's like, hey, just so you know, like if you go down that path with these other two, like I'm not really going to be interested if you propose like a week after that. She's like, you know, that doesn't just, it's just something about that's not right. okay with me, which is totally <laughs> acceptable in our society. Like what fiance would say, hey, you know, we're about to get ready, eh, you know, to get married, but yeah, go ahead and pursue those other two women <laughs> that you think there might still be something. <laughs> so, but the crazy thing is the other two girls are saying this girl's crazy because, oh, well, this guy should, he, he needs that. He needs to like pursue these relationships with all, all three of us in order to figure this out. And she's like, you know, well, no, I'm just not, it's not okay with me. And he then puts her on this guilt trip. Oh, yeah, it's her fault. Because she's making it very difficult for him in these final weeks when she gives him an ultimatum like that. Hmm. Sounds like the, uh, the predecessor to polygamy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what was that? Uh, there, was, there was a show on TV, uh, gosh, where they followed another reality show. Well, they follow a guy and his three wives or four wives or whatever it was and their 40 kids 
And it was like totally normal and accepted. Don't get it. Yeah. Don't understand it, but hey. Yeah. That's your uh, that's your cup of tea. Yeah. Well but yeah, it's also that's like crazy. it points to the fact that like once things start, like society always has to push it to the next level. Like when this show started, whatever twenty years ago, it was like a thing where like at the towards the end when you get ready to propose, that's when you say like I love you, will you marry me? Right. Right. And then like maybe ten years in, some guy is kind of like conflicted and says maybe I love you before that last part. And then, you know, five seasons ago, the guy says, I'm in love with two women. And then from that season, it's like, okay, every guy's got to be in love with two women. Or the, in The Bachelorette, like, I'm in love with two guys. Hmm. And then now this guy's like, I'm in love with three women. <laughs> up, up the ante a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it's like, it's, it's just crazy. So, <sighs> I just... so, so just to touch on politics. Yeah. You know, I had Super Tuesday this past week. And Joe Biden seems to be back from the dead. Yeah. Right? I mean, he he whooped everybody. Bernie is so shocked. Can't understand it. And poor Mike Bloomberg, who spent, I forget the exact number, but I think I heard, like, I want to say hundreds of millions of dollars on ads, like $500 million possibly. Yeah. To come up with 13 delegates. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, like, there clearly is something that he could have done with that money that would have better served society than advertisements on TV. Yeah. I mean, ridiculous. Yeah. Because, yeah, it's it's it was about him at the end of the day. They all, they all say that it's about the country and, you know... The, the the person who's in the presidency is destroying things you know it's like it's always about this is the most important thing we could ever do because this person is destroying everything and so it's got to be me like i'm the one that can defeat him or whatever it is I, i'm the one that can turn things around the only like thing that sounds so ridiculous about some of the advertisements i see is that most people whether you like trump or not whether you're republican or not when you look at your 401k or like your paychecks or your unemployment in your county or you know across yep. the country it doesn't make sense to say we got to stop him yep like we got to stop this like come up with a better talking point say something that's more realistic like we disagree with this or that you know maybe something in foreign policy that we disagree with but it's it's like trying to paint this picture that nobody knows is true but that's that's There's, the problem yeah. right it's 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 emotions yeah. Right. I mean, it's. I mean, honestly, Obama won on emotion. Trump won on emotion. Right. Yeah. It's. It's. Everybody talks about, you know, things that really don't matter. They're just things. They're just, you know, what what he said or what somebody said twenty years ago, thirty years ago. But if someone else says something like, you know, like Biden, you know, one of his speeches came out in seventy or from seventy three, uh, just yesterday, and people were looking at it and, you know, just the 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 racist remarks that he makes in the speech, and no one says anything. Yeah, but if Trump says something, <laughs> you better watch out, buddy. Because yeah. right, but yet Trump hasn't ever said anything. There's there's zero that he said, but yet that's the talking point. And I think people are starting to open their eyes. And, and whether it's in favor of Trump or not, I think you know the 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 biggest takeaway is stop believing everything that you hear. Right, mm-hmm. and that goes politics, 
Republican, Democrat, whatever, don't just take someone's word for it. Yeah. Oh yeah, just trust me. Don't worry. You don't have to check it out. I, I, I already know this for a fact. How do you know that for a fact? Yeah. Like, there's no possible way you can know that for a fact. Let me ask you this: If you were to run, I mean, I know you know the Greenway idea was was brilliant. By the way, my wife said she'd vote for you in a heartbeat. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But but if you were to to you know decide to run for a political office, whatever it is, yeah, you know, call it you know local, town, county, state, whatever. What would your your platform be, and you know, kind of your approach to get people to vote for you? I mean, in a lot of ways, it would be similar to Trump. Like, I, I wouldn't say a lot of the crazy things, and I wouldn't have, like, all the enemies. Right. But it would just be about telling, speaking my truth and not trying to sugarcoat it and not trying to be politically correct. Yeah. Because I think when you think about why is Trump our president, like, what is the big underlying factor? It's that this whole um, segment of society felt like the political correctness had gone way too far, right? So you have these, you know, miners in Pennsylvania. You have these people across the Midwest. You have, you know, dads that are just trying to provide that are being told that they're racists and because they disagree with some sort of, like, social issue that, like, let's say um, gender-neutral bathrooms. Like, if I'm a dad and I just don't really like the idea of a guy walking in where my wife and daughter are trying yep. to use the restroom well then somehow you're you hate yeah you're filled with hate towards that person and i'm not i'm not filled with hate i just don't like the idea of a dude walking into the restroom where my wife and daughter are trying yeah. to use the restroom no matter how they identify but do i love that person just like any other person <laughs> would i you know do anything for that person would i help that person of course I just, right. you know, so like that's the underlying thing and um, kind of getting back to, like I don't know how much it's kind of put me on the spot in terms of like specifics, <laughs> but I would say like obviously it's about fundamental beliefs are let people keep their money, yep. low taxes, like I, I you know, like we've talked about with HOAs or anything, <laughs> like we had a dog a while back and I had to pay some crazy tax, a dog fee. Yep. Like, all this stuff is insane. And people, like, they want to keep their money. They don't need all these <laughs> taxes the and regulations. Yeah. So it would obviously, like, yeah, people need to keep their own money. That's the way you build a strong society. Um, there's certain issues that I would, you know, like I'm pro-life. Pro so obviously that would be part of it. Um, but so, so by being pro-life, are you uh, anti-woman? <laughs> right, not like, at all. That, but that goes along the same line. It's yeah. it's it's like that's the stuff that blows my mind because my wife also happens to be pro life as well. Yeah, <laughs> is she anti woman? We yeah. have four children. Yeah, <laughs> like well, it's, that's it's... that's that's what society has created. Is well, if you're pro life, you you must hate the idea that women can choose. Right. It's like no, it has nothing to do with that. <laughs> like, what are they choosing? That's, that's right. what it's about. So, um, what are some other things? What about um, if if you could, you know, say you could get rid of, or even suggest getting rid of some some type of federal government institution, right? Call it the Department of Education. Call it 
you know, the IRS, yeah. whatever it is. What, what, oh, would, what you, would I get rid of? I mean, the, t- the thing that comes to top of mind is the IRS and the tax system. I am definitely a believer in a fair tax, however that looks. I feel like no matter where you at, you are in the, um, you know, earning structure, everybody should pay the same tax bracket. And people like Bernie would, you know, their minds are exploding if they <laughs> hear that. But it just it just makes sense, and I I think it would be on um, taxes on purchases. Yeah, it's not off the top. It's not like out of your paycheck we're going to take this percentage. I think it's just a flat tax across purchases. Yeah. So what happens is if you are a billionaire and you're buying yachts and Lamborghinis and all the things in that lifestyle, obviously you're going to be paying more taxes than the person who's at the lower end, paying taxes on you know cheaper things so like I like that I'm just that's just something about me that I think it was Mike Huckabee years ago (laughs) maybe like 8 or 12 years (laughs) whenever he ran and he kind of like came on the scene and he he explained it really well you know you get rid of a lot of the nefarious you know human traffickers and drug dealers and all the kind of black you know the, the criminal behavior like even that gets taxed because those people have to make purchases yep so you can't really you don't have all the corruption in the you know the tax system and all the people that are you know I like I, mean, I, I like that too I mean I think uh, I actually just met you know we love tax season right so you know I feel like every year I put it off further and further mm-hmm. but I still like to get it done in March so that I know what's coming but uh, I was with my tax guy the other day and uh you know, he of course has a lot to say about the tax codes, and yeah. yeah, his biggest thing is he's like, you know, really, when you peel the onion back and you think of Northern Virginia, our tax rate, it's not twenty percent, it's not thirty percent, it's really like sixty-nine, seventy percent. Yeah, when you factor in, you know, tolls and you factor in gas taxes and you factor in, you know, your mortgage tax and all this tax, 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 clothing, yeah. clothing tax in the towns, yeah. it's the town tax. Come on. Yeah. I got to pay a town tax just to go get a bite to eat? That's ridiculous. Yeah. You got to have your vehicle (laughs) tax. Yep. Got to get your stickers. Got to get this and that. It's, you know, and and it's, it's crazy because when you, when you add it all up, I mean, and and it'd be kind of be interesting to do, like to literally spend a full year Mm -hmm. and go dollar for dollar, every single dollar that you make and look how much you spend and how much of it was tax. Yeah. It probably is close to 60, 70%. Yeah. Mind-blowing. Yeah. What about um, in terms of, you know, taxes, right? Do you think that everybody, you know, as long as they have some type of money, everybody should have to pay something? Like, let's say you only had, you know, $10 to your name. Like, where do you draw the line? Or do you say everybody pays something? And I'm not saying they have to pay a dollar or the same amount, but all you have is a penny, fine, pay a penny. Uh, yeah, that's where I would lean. Right. And I don't know if that's like, no, yeah, I mean, my gut reaction is yes. <laughs> no, but, but I, I agree, man, because I yeah. think, I mean, if you look at, I mean, look, you want to, you talk about how much debt we have, and I don't know how many trillions of dollars of debt, $14 trillion, some crazy amount of money, right, which yeah. we'll never get out of if things stand the way they are, right? That That's a fact. But I think if you look at it as, let's just say, I don't know, let's say every single person in this country paid $1 a year in taxes, right? I mean, that's at least a minimum $300 million Mm -hmm. if they paid $1. So what if everybody paid $10? 
Every single person had to pay yeah. ten dollars. Dude, like that's how we start chipping away at it. And it's so simple. Yeah. Oh, you can't pay, you know, ten dollars. Well, then you have to go find somebody. It's like when you you invite people to do like a, a picks league or something, right? Or like a fantasy yeah. league. Yeah. And and you know what do they put in the, the the note at the beginning of the season? Say, hey, you know, Nate, if you bring Mike in the league, if he doesn't pay, you're paying for him. Right. So so we yeah. get like a buddy system almost. We say, all right, you know what? You can't afford your ten dollars this year. Then damn it, you better go find somebody that's going to throw in the ten bucks for you. Mm-hmm. Right. And then you might have to owe them next year. But at least it's. It's something. It's something coming in. Because what gets me is the people that, and I, I've actually met people that get refunds, but they didn't pay tax. Yeah. How is that possible? How do you get money back when you don't put anything in? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like yeah, mind-blowing, to- that's, that's a totally different even thing than um, kind of the welfare society, which I also don't necessarily agree with. But that's at least it's like <laughs> a thing that if you qualify... At a certain level, you get these benefits. Right. But a tax return, when you don't pay taxes, yeah, I don't... It's, it's, it's yeah. I don't know, it's it's crazy, man. And I think, you know, it's funny because I'm all for, you know, welfare and social services and all that stuff because I think, you know, look, I mean, that's what makes America great, right? If you fall on hard times, yeah, there's something there to help you. But what I will say is... I think we need to spend more time with charities, mm-hmm. right? People that want to give money because, again, if someone walks up to you and says, you know, you have to donate, you know, X amount of money to this, you're probably going to say, no. Yeah. I don't want to yeah. do that, right? Yeah. Flip side is if I leave it up to you and I just trust that you're good natured and you're goodwill and you have extra money to spare, you're probably going to donate it to someone. Yeah. You should be able to decide yeah. where that goes. Yeah. You know, and like we've talked about, too, I think it goes back to you want people in society to feel good about themselves. And I just have a hard time believing that people that are living off the system really feel deep down good about themselves. You know, so when you teach someone to fish instead of giving them fish, that's actually a benefit for society because that person now has that confidence. They can do something. Um, You know, it's the same idea of like, you know, if you're obese, like. You, you don't go look at yourself in the mirror and say, I'm really proud of myself that I had fast food all week and drank all these sodas and didn't get to the gym. Like People can try to mentally do, do all these gymnastics of why, but at the end of the day, you're not really feeling good about yourself yeah. if because you know what you did. Yep. You ate the chips, you ate the soda, you didn't do anything active. So, you know, and that was the thing with like... Um, Who's that artist, that <laughs> that singer? I'm kind of all over the place right now, but, you know, Julian Michaels came out and basically said, like, it, you know, I'm not body shaming anyone, but it's not going to be funny right. when she gets diabetes. Like, Lizzo, <laughs> right? And everybody freaked out, but that's just reality. Because, again, they're, they're, they're looking for, you know, the, the negative, right? It's it's a, it's almost like an excuse, right? Yeah. It's, it's you're very quickly to say, oh, yeah, well, how dare you fat shame her? It's like, well, nobody's fat. I'm looking out for her well-being. I'm a fitness person. Yeah. That is my job. Yeah, it's the same thing as healthy. when doctors say it. When doctors say, hey, you know what? You may want to cut down on the fats, you know, try to lower your blood pressure, whatever it is. He's not discriminating against you. He's not trying to pick on you. He's telling you you're going to die yeah. if you keep this up for an extended amount of time. Yeah. People are just too, too yeah. damn sensitive, man, and, and soft. <laughs> yeah. I mean, really, it really yeah. is ridiculous, right? Yeah. I mean, everybody gets offended by everything, and 
No one yeah. wants to take accountability. No one wants to, you know, just just sit there and say, "Hey, you know, you want to lose weight? Okay, exercise. Let's start there. Yeah. Eat less. Let's start there." Right? Yeah. They they want to go to a you know a doctor. They want to get a tummy tuck. They want to get liposuction. Yeah. Right. And and that's again, you know, that's what you see on TV. Mm-hmm. Is all these people that had so much plastic surgery done, yeah. you know, and it's. I mean, geez, I've heard stories of, you know, 14 and 15-year-old girls getting plastic surgery. That's yeah. ridiculous. Like, what what kind of a parent, how shallow can you be that you would even allow that? Yeah. They're like, yeah, you know what? You think you're, you know, you're heavy? Then exercise because you're yeah. not getting surgery. Or can you imagine a dad with a daughter who wants to get a nose job and the dad agrees to it and supports it? What does that say about, oh, like... Dude. No, yeah, your daughter's all, perfect the way she is. All the wrong messages, yeah. man. Your nose is fine. It's, <laughs> like, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's crazy to me. Yeah. Yeah. One, one other thing I'll just hit on real quick that, you know, there's this trend in society of, you know, America's what's wrong with the world and everybody, it's, it's cool to, you know, hate America. And so one of the things I do kind of appreciate about the, well, yeah, about this administration is that, it is a patriotic stand and it is about America first and like we're going to do the things that are that he feels are the right things for this country where I think there's been a long years and years and years of sort of that anti-American philosophy that's crept in and so we feel like you know like obviously Obama went over to Egypt and started apologizing for everything that you know all the evils we've done so it's like no that's it's false. Yep. It's a lie. It's not true. This is the greatest country on earth, and we've done the most good of any country on earth. So, you know, you have to be proud of who you are, and you have to be proud American. That's like, that's uh, that, that's what I say. And, <laughs> and what's funny though is all the typically the people that complain about this country the most have never set foot outside of this country. Yeah. Right. Nor are they doing anything to fix the problem. Right. Yeah. They're just sitting there complaining. Right or protesting, right? It's like, don't these people have jobs? Yeah. Like, how, how can they just always protest? Or it's like the same people at all these things that always show up, like rebel rousers, but they're not they're not doing anything. There's nothing yeah. productive out of it. And I think, you know, honestly, I mean, anybody who hates the country, get the hell out. I mean, honestly, like, what, <laughs> yeah. why are you here, right? Yeah. And because you got to think, like, you know, you look at the, the immigration, you know, issues and concerns that we have. I mean, why are all these people, if it's such a bad country and it's such a horrible place and we're all horrible humans, why are people risking the deaths of their children just to get to this country? Yeah. I mean, that's got to tell you something. Hey, I've got six kids. Two of them died trying to get here, but four of them made it. And I'm so thankful that we made it. Like, that, that's a horrible country that you're trying to get yeah. to? No, it's just, it's just brainwashing, man. I think from the time kids are young they're being taught this narrative that's completely false so by the time they get into high school and college they've i mean my daughter she's saying the same stuff about you know the stuff she's hearing at loudon valley and they just don't get it oh <laughs> speaking of high school this is another thing i want to talk to you about okay so i'm taking my daughter to school um the other day maybe it was soccer practice and she said um i just really don't want to go to school tomorrow like I'm just not feeling it. And I was like, well, no, like you're going to school, right? She's like, well, my friends, they get um, mental health days. Oh, Jesus. And I said, what did you say? Say that again? She's like, yeah, like when my some of my friends get stressed, they can take mental health days. And I was like, okay, that is wrong on so many levels. <laughs> you like, know, 
Like, it's one thing, like, and I'll just tick off two, two levels how it's wrong. First of all, how is mental health going to improve if the story you tell yourself is I got to take a mental health day and I'm going to sit in my bed all day and try to recover, you know? Right. So when you're an adult and you're, you're still telling yourself the story that when I was in high school, I had to take mental health days, <laughs> you know, like, Doesn't like, work like and that. that, that goes back to that. What I've talked about is like the story you tell yourself is so key. Yeah. So no, as a parent, I'm not going to say, yeah, it's okay. Take a mental health day. Like we'll talk through like what's going on, but you got to get out and keep hustling <laughs> because the second you tell yourself I'm quitting, I'm stepping out because I need a mental health day. You've just destroyed your mental health. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, absolutely. Like, it's, it's, uh, and again, not to, not to downplay, you know, mental health issues, right? I mean, yeah. at all. But, but I think what you're talking about yeah. is no, I none think, of these people yeah. have mental no, health No, what issues. it is is the kids get stressed out <laughs> yeah. with their classes and whatever it is, their sports. And so they don't want to go to school. So I don't know. Maybe it's the parents that tell them we'll take a mental health day. Maybe they've created this in their mind. But I just, um, it kind of blew me away, man. It's, uh, can you imagine when you were in high school if, God, if you no. had said to your parents, hey, I need to take a mental health day, and they said, Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right, little Mike. Yeah. Why don't you just, take, just lay down. Let me get a washcloth. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I don't. But I, but I think that's also a. Uh, I don't know. You know, it's. I'm not surprised. I guess. Yeah. Right. Just because of all the stuff that's out there. Has your guess, daughter mentioned no. anything like that? No. No. I think okay. uh, it's it's crazy that we can. You know, we have high schools in the same town, but our high school is a little more uh, a little more lax. So I was talking to a buddy the other day, <laughs> and I guess. I guess when, uh, after the, the Parkland shooting, right, down in Florida, there was a, you know, they, they, they allowed the kids to walk out for 10 minutes, right? Like, those who wanted to, you know, didn't have to, but they let them walk out of the school, mm-hmm. which, uh, that's cool, you know? But then, the next day, the pro-gun kids were allowed to have, like, a, a moment as well. So, what happened was, my buddy was telling me his <laughs> daughter got to school, and they were pulling up. And there was about 50 pickup trucks <laughs> with flags, guys in fatigues, and guns. <laughs> okay. Just standing right outside of the campus to support gun rights. Yeah. Which, hey, that's awesome. It's 50-50. There you go. And, and you know, they, they tried to shut it down. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they were basically like, well, hey, like, you, you let the anti-gun people protest. Why can't we protest? Yeah. So they're like, okay, you know, and they were allowed to do it for ten minutes, and then all the dads left. <laughs> but I, but I think it's, it's, it's funny because I've heard the differences between the two, the two schools. Like I've mm-hmm. heard, uh, I've heard some of the, the things that your principal allows. Like, you know, like they can basically, like if they want to go outside and just kind of walk out for forty five minutes and just chill, just to decompress, that's allowed. Yeah. That wouldn't fly at, okay. <laughs> at the other school. Okay. <laughs> but yeah. I do think it's funny, right? I, yeah. I, I, I applaud it. Like yeah. I, I. I I like the fact that you're trying to help people. Like, that's yeah. great. But I don't think it's helping. Right? Yeah. To your point, it's, you know, the things that you need to learn as kids and, and our jobs as, as parents and teachers' jobs as teachers is to teach kids how to solve problems mm-hmm. and overcome hurdles. Yeah. That, like, it's instilling yeah. confidence. It's making sure that they have all the tools so that when we're not around, they're fine. They can continue to, you know, to progress in life. Yeah. When they don't learn that as kids. Yeah. Or they learn that it's okay to quit or turn the other way yeah. or just put your head in the sand, they're going to become adults that have the same problem. Yeah, you get into the real world and you start talking to your boss about, I need 45 minutes. 
to go walk around or I need to take a whole day because I'm stressed, it's not going to fly. It, it, so you're no. just preparing them for disaster is what you're doing. That, that's exactly it. And it's, it's and again, I mean, it, it scares the hell out of me because, you know, I mean, and, and you as well, man, with daughters, what kind of boys are they going to be bringing around? <laughs> it's like... I mean, honestly, like, you know, I want, I want someone that's going to, you know, be able to protect my, my daughter and, and, you know, take care of them. And, you know, God forbid somebody ever tries to hurt them. They've, they've got their back, but if she's got to protect him, yeah, (laughs) that could be a, that could be an interesting dynamic. Yeah. Well, on that note, man. Yeah. We'll, uh, wrap it up. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I definitely appreciate everything, man. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll catch up. Hopefully, I don't get coronavirus, and hopefully, we'll do another uh, episode before I do get it. <laughs> and, then, and then we'll do one after I get it and the stages of it. Hey, I'm dying, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, man. I appreciate it, buddy. All right, later. Enjoy the weekend.